everybody Hello. welcome back to nurse coffee talk good morning sarah good morning jamie how are you i'm so good how are you doing oh i'm swell we are in very different good. places emotionally because jamie just got off a night shift <laughs> and sarah just woke up from a drunken night out on the town so oh did you get drunk last night i did and i guess God, what I hangovers what? last two days now Oh, that's because you're getting older. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> kind of sucks. I know getting drunk is not nearly as fun the next couple of days as it used to be. No, it isn't. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm Jamie Baker. I'm Sarah Matthews. And this is Nurse Coffee Talk, where we talk about our drunken nights. Yes, exactly. I'm just kidding. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to a new episode of Drunken Nights. Maybe that's what we should do an episode on. Definitely should be an offshoot, yes. (laughs) Well, Drunken Nights with Jamie and Sarah. (laughs) It's hilarious. Hey, I was um, on my commute home this morning. I was listening to um, one of our podcasts. I was listening to the uh, Slow Code Ethics Mm -hmm. one, Ethical Dilemmas. And there is a point in there where we start talking about... Like family members clinging on, latching on to any sort of hope whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I got this mental image in my head of Dumb and Dumber. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, it's. Do you, are, have you seen. Do you know anything about it? It's like Jim Carrey. I do. And, yes, um, I've definitely okay. seen it. Yes. Okay. Culturally, I so, have seen it, but emotionally, I've not seen it. Okay. So there's this scene where he's, the whole movie, he's trying to get this affection of this girl, Mary Swanson, and he like tracks her across the country and he finally is like meets up with her and, um, and he asks her, he's like, so, you know, what do you think the chances are, uh, you know, of us getting together? And she's, she's like, not good. And he's like, he says, like, one in a hundred. And she's like, she's like, more like one in a million. And then he pauses and it looks like he's going to cry. And he goes, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) And like that whole conversation. That's exactly how conversations go with doctors (laughs) and family members. Yeah. Well, so like we are not detecting any brain activity, but there's a chance you could. Well, right. in theory, if there were to be a miracle, okay, great. Oh, so you're thanks, saying doc. there's a chance, I, right? Exactly. A <laughs> so like, the, I'm driving home and I just got this mental image. I was like, oh my god, I have to tell her about that. That's so, so funny. Anyway. Yes, I was laughing out loud on my way home. At how hilarious we are! I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a so good. Speaking, yes, it's a good segue. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say. Speaking of uh, hilariousness and humor, um, our listeners are probably like, "Okay, guys, we're done listening to you, Chatterbox. Um, why don't you tell us what the episode is about?" Okay, so today's topic is going to be dark nursing humor and hilarious nursing stories. Um, not sure which there will be more of. We'll see which direction this conversation goes. Um, but I know that Sarah has like a lineup ready to go. I do. That's true. Um, and my world is just so much more serious. So oh, I have sorry. No- I have nothing to offer. <laughs> Even though I'm when Whitney we worked Houston, together, we I have definitely, definitely made dark humor jokes when we were together. Well, that's that's true. 
but yeah, maybe, maybe you'll remind me. See, I was also pregnant during that time. So I have total baby brain. Oh, that's true. So you'll, you'll have to remind me of all the fun we had. <laughs> oh, the fun right, that we well, had. Yeah. Why don't you get us started and we'll just see where it leads. Well, this is actually perfect timing. So, um, my hospital had a pumpkin decorating contest Ooh, in each we're department. Ready to do one of those too. Are you? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really hoping that we're going to win. They haven't announced the results yet, but each department got to submit one. And then okay. you would go and uh, there was a whole little like fall festival and you'd go and you'd get some food and then you'd go vote on the pumpkins. And it was like hidden who had done what. Um, and so I took a bunch of pictures of all of them and some of them are were so good. Some of them were so lazy. It was definitely a mix. <laughs> and... But several of them. So this was, it's meant for the employees. So this is like an right. employee event. The empl- It was only employees seeing this and it wasn't any kind of visitors. Okay. So maybe people, no, ours was very PG and, and meant to be representative of the city that we live in. And it was kind of silly and cute. And, you know, I, I thought we did a great job. I wasn't expecting people to do these very specific pumpkin scenes for lack of a better word. So like one was a pumpkin on a bedpan with a bottle of go lightly next to him. Oh my God. And he was, he was reading a pamphlet called like my colonoscopy prep. Oh my God. I love it already. And one, (laughs) one was a, a mother pumpkin breastfeeding. She had a, like a breast pump attached to her little pumpkin Mm -hmm. nipples Mm-hmm. And then two little pumpkin twins next to oh her God. in a little, like, bassinet. It was very cute. Clearly, that's L&D. It was very upsetting to the guy that I was with. And I was like, all right, get over yourself. Really? Ugh, so boring. I me. mean, in today's day and age, really, we're upset by breastfeeding pumpkins. I know. I turned to him. I said, you're the problem. You can't even have a pumpkin look at it. Give me a break. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then... Clearly he's, clearly, he's not a father yet. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, um, then there was one where it was the theme was was Rivaz. I don't know why specifically like the theme of this whole event mm-hmm. um and so this pumpkin was the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz okay and the caption of it was if I only had a brain okay and he was attached to an EEG machine oh showing brain death oh my god there was another that was a little scene of a pumpkin doctor, a pumpkin nurse, and then a f- the family member and the patient in the bed. And he had like an e- um, like an ET tube attached to him and like um, EKGs and like things like that or whatever. And it was mm-hmm. um, it was called family meeting in the ICU. Oh, boy. And this pumpkin was, like, clearly actively dying. And they were trying oh to explain God. to the wife pumpkin about, like, what that meant. <laughs> like, have you oh had any God. advanced care planning discussion? I mean, I was hysterical. Oh, my God. I was hysterical. It was easily that's my favorite so in- That's so involved. It was very involved. I was not <laughs> expecting that. I was like, we put, like, a wig on our pumpkin and called it a day. Like, they really, like, got into this. I thought that was hysterical. A bunch of the nurses around me thought it was hysterical. And we were all talking about it. And, like, it was a big group of people. Mm-hmm. But then, so this was for all employees. So it was 
everyone outside of nursing as well. You know, nursing obviously made up a big majority of it, but sure. Um, you could tell I mean, nurses aren't the only employees in the hospital. I know we don't act like it, but that seems to be true. Um, our RT is screaming right now. <laughs> Sorry, we love you so much. We appreciate you. Um, you could tell who was like actively at the bedside or had experience with that and who mm-hmm. wasn't. Mm. So like I was by their reaction. By their reaction. Yeah. yeah. So I that's why I thought it was so brave of them to do these pumpkins because and maybe that's the, that's sort of the point that I wanted to bring home in this episode in general is like we think this shit is so funny because it is. But like right. other people are so offended by it. But when you say other people, you're not talking about nurses, though. No, I'm talking about my social worker friend who was sitting next to me and the random hospital administrators who had never been at the bedside. Um, You know, like any anyone like I mean, certainly family members, obviously, but that's not wasn't the scenario here. Mm -hmm. So this was Mm -hmm. in theory a safe space. Um, Okay, fair enough. But. If it was a nursing only event, it would have won. Mm, mm-hmm. But so many people were quote unquote offended by it. Oh come on! I mean, that's which to me that's exhausting. But like, they because it is exhausting. But but then maybe it's just us. We're so entrenched in our world where we've lost sense of the filter. I don't know. But regardless, I think it should have won. Well, it's I so mean, funny. that's I mean, it's totally true that we are very entrenched in our world. And it's because we're surrounded by other people who are joking the same way we're joking, and that becomes the normal state of joking. Right. Um, we had, last year, one of the facilities I worked at did a, well, actually several of the facilities I worked at did um, pumpkin contests, and it was it was pretty incredible to see how in-depth people got on this. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a lot of fun, truthfully. Um. The one hospital that I was working in the ER and they put together a huge display. And then this, mind you, this is a inner city level one trauma facility. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine what we see Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. And um, the staff that did the pumpkin contest, they had such an elaborate display with like so it started with a stretcher, an ER stretcher, and it was a trauma victim pumpkin <laughs> with, like, its brains blown out <laughs> and, like, gunshot wounds to the chest and abdomen oh <laughs> and multiple, multiple long bone fractures. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was hilarious. I mean, this thing was so done, and it ended up winning. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised it won because it was, it was very over the top. Um, But I mean, it was good. They put a lot of oh, oh, and on top of that, no, I've totally forgot. So they it was they made two pumpkin bodies. One was the trauma victim, but the other one was a pumpkin nurse, literally straddling the body. Doing, doing CPR. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so funny. So, I mean, it was just such an elaborate display. That's really elaborate. But, I like it. Yeah. But, I mean, on, that's really 
what exactly we're talking about, which is this dark nursing humor that we have. And even, I don't know, you've never worked in ER and, you know, there's a lot of areas I I haven't worked, but the sense of humor of, I feel like ER nurses in particular is pretty, well, raunchy, first of all. Um, but also I could see how it would be disturbing to somebody not, I mean, think about how we even talk about you though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I see you is up there too. Uh, I mean, we on the floor and we worked on like a med surge floor. I mean, (laughs) thank God manager wasn't there at night. We would have gotten fired for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. I think it's just a group of people. I don't know that it's necessarily dependent on, like, the type of place. You think it's the type of people that become nurses? Well, a little bit. But I think it's just also the general personalities that... Because there's... I've definitely worked with some nurses who didn't participate in it and were like, oh, that's not nice. (laughs) Well... As I've gotten into administration and things like that, I am more cognizant of that behavior. And you you learn how to pick who you say those things around in a way that I did not do when I was on the floor. Well, from my perspective, it's not even so much who you say it around. It's more how loud you're saying it at the nurse's station. Well, that's exactly true, yes. I mean, that is something that I have really noticed as I've gotten into administration is how absolutely inappropriate stuff gets said at the nurse's station very loudly. Yeah. And working working in the ERs in particular, um, many ERs have curtains, you know, right. separating no, like, off rooms. the rooms. Right. And no doors and rooms. So everything people feel like the curtains are closed i can't see them they can't see me so they're not there (laughs) and when you're sitting on the other side of that curtain some of the things you hear nurses say you're just like oh my god i I can't believe they came out of your mouth i know it doesn't if i'm at the nurse's station what no but if i'm at the nurse's station with you i'm probably laughing right there along with you but there's there's times where I've literally heard charge nurses engaging in that stuff and and I'll just I'll be like, dude, I, I don't mean to be a prude, but literally these patients can hear everything you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just so inappropriate and unprofessional. And it's different when you're when you're in a separate room saying these things where patients can't hear you. Yeah. It's another thing where you're saying it in the nurse's station where everybody can hear everything you're saying. I agree. I so. agree with that totally. Um, I sit in an office with a very, very small office. Uh, it's me and two other coworkers, one of whom we're not going to talk about her, but <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> care about her, but the other one's my buddy. And like, we, I had, um, been sitting alone for a long time in the office. And so I'd kind of like miss that camaraderie. Sure. And then he started, and he has literally no... And he's probably listening, so hello. Um, Hi! He has absolutely no hesitancy when it comes to saying exactly what we're all thinking about that patient. And I love it, because it's like, I'm sitting there hearing about some, you know, complete train wreck, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, fuck, 
and cries. And he's like, I know, right? Oh, my God. And, like, we can immediately <laughs> say all these things. And, like, it feels... It, later, it might feel like it was a little nasty. But, like, also, I know that we don't mean it like that. And that's the, that's the key. Mm-hmm. We, as nurses, and this is just, like, a huge generalization, I suppose. But if you're participating in this dark humor, it's not that we don't mean what we're saying but it doesn't mean to be so malicious, I guess, as it sounds from an outside view. Well, you're correct. I don't think nurses joke the way they nurse in any sort of attempt to be malicious. And I know a lot of people will bring up that nurses joke this way as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if I buy into that entirely. I'm not saying it's completely off the wall. And maybe, maybe that is how, maybe that is how many nurses function. I I don't, I can't speak for other nurses. I can only speak for myself. I just think funny is funny, period. (laughs) I I agree. I do think a lot of people say that um, to justify to people who hear it and are offended by it. And they're like, well, Mm -hmm. you have to understand that we deal with a lot of trauma and sadness and sometimes joking about it helps and blah 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 mm-hmm. and it's like that's not not true but also no, but like it's okay to just think that some things are funny yes correct comedians but literally wouldn't have jobs if they if people didn't think that like dark shit was funny well that's that's very true yeah um i mean there's there's some things that are off limits that don't get joked about which is like, you know, pediatric issues and things like that. Like, you don't hear people joking about that. But, like, adult deaths and adult traumas or, like, murder cases or... I mean, like, GS... Okay, GSWs that come in or something, somebody gets shot, like, 14 times. You're like, dude, what did you do to piss that person off? That's exactly right. (laughs) I mean, you know, like... (laughs) What what an overkill, literally. (laughs) Right, Right. You know, I mean, just stuff like that, but... There, I, you know, when we worked, um, when we worked together and we were assigning out beds, um, this, this is a moment that just resonates with me. And I tell this story frequently because it's a very human response. Um, and so for our listeners, we worked at a, a large facility that was always at extremely high capacity and our ERs were very backed up and frequently our ICUs were full to the point where some nights we would be nervous whether we would have a code bed and um, it was our responsibility to keep everything moving in the hospital. And there was one night where we were, it was really bad situation and we had somebody in the SICU pass away. And you remember what we called that? I do, I'm trying to remember what the story is about. And I don't know. Well, we called it a dead in a bed. Oh yeah, we did do that, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, so when somebody in the ICUs would pass away, the charge nurses would call us and they would say, like, oh, we've got a dead in a bed. And we're like, oh, okay, we got a dead in a bed. I know. We'd be like, and oh, thank God. We got some. We have an extra bed. We, yeah. And then there was one night where that one particular night, it was so jam-packed. And we were extremely grateful to have a dead in a bed mm-hmm. because we could actually 
have a code bed or do whatever it was that we needed to do for our job. And then I went down to the cafeteria and there was this family, a large family in the cafeteria and they were all crying. And it just like, I don't know if they were related to that patient or not. They could be completely unrelated. But for me, I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm here I am cheering that I have a dead in a bed and they're, that's their loved one. And it's I'm the worst just, night of their life, I'm sure. Right. And yeah. that just, oh God, that just made me feel like, it was like a punch in the gut. And I, I just, I was like, oh my God, that was so like inhuman of me to feel excited to have a dead in a bed. And it really just put some perspective on that for me. And I, I never looked at a dead in a bed the same way. And then in fact, we, we referred to it as celestial discharge from there on out. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, we did. (laughs) I mean, that's a very good point. Like, and it's important to, especially cause like we were making those comments and decisions and having those feelings very very removed from the situation essentially looking at a computer version of the hospital right and it it was hard to remember sometimes that like each individual bed yeah it represented a person who was having an experience and like yeah just because i needed a bed wasn't a good enough reason to force somebody out of one and like so we had a situation recently where one of the doctors wanted to bring in a vip patient Mm -hmm. and she um, was being a complete maniac about it and was trying to push this guy out. She wanted this patient to have a very specific room. Mm -hmm. And so there was a patient in that room. And so she was trying to get them to push him out of it. And uh, he ultimately, I don't know, I don't know him or what the story was exactly. He was Mm -hmm. supposed to be discharged later anyway and then mm-hmm. they came in to try and be like, okay, you need to go earlier or whatever. He ended up appealing his discharge. Good and, for him. And got to stay the whole weekend. Good for him. And so this doctor was like going on and on and on about it in a meeting. And later I was telling my coworker and we were laughing because it was like, good for him. Like he deserves to be here like anybody else does. Absolutely. Well, you can't even get me started on when people are trying to pull through like VIPs I and all care the less bullshit about that. that surrounds that. I, I clearly could never be a hospital administrator because I literally couldn't care less about them. No, I, well, it's, it's not, th- it's not that. It's just, I can't believe the amount of special treatment that goes out to VIPs, particularly in like it's always in situations where it's like you're really disservicing other people that are already there. Right. It's not it's not typically like, oh, we've just got this random vacant private room that we'll give to you. Right. It's, it's like, like let we're me gonna... move three people to make this right. room for you and I'm gonna be mad about how long it takes and then try and, and we're blame gonna put other housekeeping out yeah. and it's just it's just the whole, yeah, it's well, the so whole she thing was, is ridiculous. she was going on and on and like she wanted this one specific room and there was another room available, but they didn't want that one, blah, blah, blah. And her, her oh whole point gosh. was like how long this patient waited in the outside hospital ER. And I said to her mm. as a, you know, former bed manager, I said, well, right. why didn't, why didn't you put her in that room that you didn't want her in to get her here? And mm. then when the other room became available, you could have switched it. What'd she say? I didn't think about that. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, if only you had a moment's yeah, to like, thought read. process about it. Like, you were so set on pushing this patient out who you thought deserved the bed less. And, like, who are you to make that decision? I mean, it was just was wild to me. 
Man, oh man, doctors and their tyrants. I can't even, I can't even get into it about that one. Um, I, that's a anyway. We'll put a I pin in that podcast. <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> this is supposed to be about dark nursing humor. People think they have a funny episode ahead of them. Oh, sorry. Okay, you I do have, make them laugh. I now. do have some better stories. So <laughs> we, um, when we were all new nurses together, we would go out to breakfast together after night shift. There was this hotel bar that would open at six, and they had a breakfast nice. buffet, and we would get drunk and have breakfast. Love it. And. We would share our naughty nursing stories, and it's not mm. not po- the porn version. This was just the okay. Bad, the um, we'll put a pin in that. We'll too. put a pin in that too. And <laughs> this was the like, like basically the fuck ups that you like never told anybody about that you kind of like uh-huh. skated over. And I'm not gonna go into detail <laughs> about all of them, but I will tell you some of them. Um, okay, please do. So. This one, I tell the story all the time because to me, this was one of the funniest moments I've ever, ever witnessed. Oh my God, I can't wait. Um, my friend had uh, her like patient load and it was very, very busy. And there was this one guy who was like discharged tomorrow, walkie talkie, like not even on pain meds, doesn't need anything, like cool as a cucumber, you know, good. Like basically, unfortunately, in a busy night, like easiest patient like hope you don't need anything see you later right and at like 6 a.m after a very very busy long night his call light went on and she was like what after all this time and like she had checked on him of course but she's like what after all this time could he need like i just have been so busy this is like what what do you need and so she goes in and he looks at her and he goes accident and she's like fucking hell like how is it how is it possible that a grown man who can walk into and like walk around and like get himself in and out of bed has like shit the bed at 6 a.m on the busiest night like what the fuck so she like sighs and like goes and like puts on gloves and like come like get some supplies or whatever she like whips down the sheet lifts up his gown and to have her describe it, literally had his oh balls God. in her hand to lift oh my God. up. Oh, my God. <laughs> she lifts them up <laughs> to look for the poop. Oh, my God. I know where this is going. <laughs> and, there's, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And she, like, looks up at him like, what the fuck? And his eyes are huge. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he goes... I hit the call bell hit the by call accident. Hit the call by accident. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. And so she's like, I put down his balls. I pulled his gown <laughs> back. I pulled a sheet up, and I said, sorry, sir. Have a good day. Oh, my God. I never went back so in that room. Oh. <laughs> she's like, I marked his heparin as refused and never went back in that room. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> How embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh, my God. We were dying it was so funny oh my gosh i wish i could have been there for that okay well that that totally reminds me of uh, a situation that i was in um when i worked in the icu and i'm sure you've run into this at some point where an icu patient needs like a rectal pouch Mm-hmm. Um, not a not a fecal management system that goes up into the rectum, but the outside one, yeah, the rectal sure. pouch. With, like, the hammer okay. that you, like, glue on. The hammer? What? Oh, that's what we described it as. It's, like, the 
you like wrap it around this like hard piece of plastic and that's like that's kind of what like you shove up there and then you pull that out no i didn't have that oh mine was more like um Ours were more like what you would call a puck in the ER when you're trying to catch, like, baby pee, and it's, like, has an opening that goes, it just essentially goes over the hole, whatever hole you're using, Mm -hmm. and then it's a bag. But anyway, so it has a sticky edge, but in order, okay, so this, we had this patient, is this little man, he was intubated and sedated, he was, like, five foot four, this, like, little tiny thing. And we had to put a rectal pouch on because he was just stooling everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the rectal pouch kept coming off. Now, I love the smell of tincture. It's like one of my favorite hospital smells. Ugh. Oh, my God. I love it. Like, if I could buy a tincture smell candle, I would totally <laughs> have that. You'd be wide awake. <laughs> Hello, Hello. Tincture. Um, so anyway, so I'm like, this will be great. I'm going to load up on Tincture and we're going to get this thing in place. And so my coworker, who is wildly inappropriate, and I mean wildly <laughs> inappropriate, um, she was the one helping me. We always had so much fun together. I and like her already. I know. I adore her. I loved... I miss working with her. So she was like, well, I'll help you. I'll hold the leg up. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we get this intubated patient on his side. And now some would argue that he is absolutely aware of everything that's going on. And others would say he's really out of it and doesn't know. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's on propofol. So he's sedated. So whether he remembers or not, I don't know. But nonetheless, so she picks up his leg and she's like grabbing one of his butt cheeks and spreading the top butt cheek up Mm -hmm. and I'm spreading the bottom cheek and she's like maneuvering his leg to like give me optimal like rectum access Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I put a bunch of tincture on well you've used tincture right Mm -hmm. what do you have to do to tincture (laughs) to get it to be sticky don't you have to get it wet well no tincture is wet you have to let it dry oh I see but she's holding up the leg, and so while he's only five foot four, it's heavy, and she's holding a butt cheek and some oh. balls. <laughs> and so, in order to help it dry, I'm like, I'll blow on it. So, so my head is like three inches from this from this guy's asshole. Oh no! And I'm blowing. <laughs> all around the tincture to get the tincture to dry faster so we can put this rectal pouch on. And she and I were just dying laughing. Dying laughing. So she drops the leg so then his butt cheeks stick together. Glued together, yes. Oh my god. We eventually got the rectal pouch on but we were laughing so hard and it was so just absolutely an asinine picture to see of like me with my nose three inches from this dude (laughs) blowing on his butt while she's holding legs and balls and i'm just like oh my god praying that nothing comes out of it while you're down there (laughs) right i know like please don't even fart in my face honestly oh my god that's so funny oh my god yeah so i was giving a patient an enema one time and he was like he was a liver patient so he wasn't all there but he was he was conscious Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was milk and molasses, milk and cookies enema. So Yeah, love it. I had um, clamped the bag at the top and then unclamped it to let it run to the end and then reclamped it to, like, get organized. Okay. Well, this, like, cheap product, apparently clamping it twice was too much for it. Oh, no. And so my friend is holding him on one side and he's facing her. And then I'm, like, you know, up his ass behind him. And when I unclamped it again, it had made a hole in the bag. Oh, my gosh. That thing started squirting like a fucking art line. It was everywhere. And so I didn't know what to do. So I just reached up and just, like, grabbed it with my hand to try and, like, hold. Because, like, I couldn't reclamp it. There was a hole. Like, what was I going to do? We were already in there. We, We had committed to the enema by this point. Like, it was too late to go back now. Sure. So <laughs> I'm like holding it. It's like in my hair. It's down my contact gown. Like it oh was my god! Everywhere. Now luckily, wait, was... you're talking about the enema, not stool, right? Correct, the enema. Okay, so at least right, it was just. Be clear. It was literally just milk and molasses. Like it wasn't, you right. know, it was sticky. Yeah, but, but I not bet that disgusting. left. I bet that left you smelling for the day, though. Oh, it certainly did. The whole rest of the day, people were like, "Who smells like like ginger snap cookies?" cookies? And I was like, right. "It's me. I've got enema down my back." Oh my god! <laughs> and my friend across from him is hysterical, but like has to try and be quiet because he's, you know, conscious. Like he's having, you know, he's having an undignified experience in his, you know. Sure. So like we're trying oh. to be, but like so I'm holding it with, for dear life. I don't. I mean, oh half of it's on the floor at this point. And oh my, uh, oh my god, it went on literally forever. And then finally, like. He did. I mean, it ended up working. So thank goodness. Like it wasn't like we had to redo it, but I left there just dripping, like literally down to my socks. It was. Oh my gosh. Everywhere. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I can't imagine what you smelled like. Um, we had a patient one day that checked in for constipation, and some people like give constipation people a hard time for coming to the ER, but if you're truly it can be dangerous like, well i'm forget about that for a second like oh, okay. <laughs> it is just pain i mean it's just it's painful. painful yeah it's, very it's painful. painful and it's something that is like we can do something about it and like resolve your pain immediately yeah you know and i don't have so, to go buy like, 30 embarrassing things that i don't really know what i'm doing at the grocery store right so i don't get mad at people for coming in for like real constipation like that is terrible so anyway was the patient came in for constipation and this resident, <laughs> this resident <clears throat> put in, so I don't know if you're f- familiar with ER, but there's usually like a tracking board, right? And it lists all the patients in the ER and there's like a bunch of icons associated. So like when there's new orders, like that'll pop up when there's like new results, that'll pop up. So you get all these icons to let you know where things are at in the process. And then there's a comment bar and a lot of places We'll use the comments like between nurses and docs back and forth to be like, like the doc will put a note into the nurse, like need labs or need urine. And the nurse will put back like urine scent or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just so there's like a line of communication. So we're not always having to hunt each other down. Right. And so on this particular patient, I see the new orders um, pop up the icon. So I click on the new orders and I've got. Mag citrate ordered. I've got a suppository ordered. I've got um, 
Colace ordered. I've got um, an enema ordered. And then there was, there was one other thing. There were five things ordered. And I was like, holy crap. And then I see in the doctor's comments, it says, chocolate rain. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're such a dick. Because <laughs> there's no way this person is not pooping and it's going to hurt. Oh Aww. my God. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, so funny. Well, anyway, I think... Uh, it's funny that everything always ends up with poop because in my family, it doesn't matter what get together we get to, we always end up talking about poop. So <laughs> wow. it seems like that's where a majority of this conversation went to. So you're welcome in my family. <laughs> well, that's how nursing ultimately, unfortunately, <laughs> always ends up being about poop. Yeah, but it usually ends up happening at like the dinner table. <laughs> well, we don't care. I know. That's the whole point well, of both, dark nursing humor. Totally. Both my parents are nurses and they, they don't really. They don't really do the dark humor. I don't know why. Maybe it's generational. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure. It's sure. I'm sure it's not because I've worked with plenty of people their age. But um, <laughs> maybe just being far removed from it. I don't know. So like, I'm careful around them. But we do certainly talk about any kind of bodily function without hesitating. And my poor mm-hmm. sister is not a nurse, and she's like, can "Oh we, my god, can we not? Like, can we have one dinner where it's not about this?" And we're like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> You're occur. like, "No, not really." Also, no, <laughs> like, woman up. You're fine. Yeah, 75% of this table is nurses. Right. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. You're learning and you should be grateful. That's right. And also, like, don't flap everything in the wind when you're in the hospital. Right. Also that. Also, we're we'll make fun of you. We will. Yeah. Front and back. <laughs> God, nothing like a man who's just been, like, fondling his balls the entire oh. shift, who tries to oh shake your hand at the end of it. And you're like, oh. no, I'm good. Thanks, though. Have a good night. Oh, my God. That's so disgusting. We're good. We're definitely ending on that note because I'm <laughs> going to throw up. <laughs> Men and their balls, man. Oh, keep them contained, gentlemen. That's enough. <laughs> Nobody wants to see them. You're not a baboon. <laughs> oh my god, they do look like hindquarters though. They do. All right, my friends. Oh, this has been a morning of laughs and giggles and some seriousness. We but... want to hear every ridiculous dark humor or poop story, really. Poop story. We Lay could probably do on. We could probably do an entire Oh, episode about Absolutely. poop stories. Anytime yeah, you walk so, in, you find your patient just head to toe. I've done that many ugh. times. Yeah. Where do I so even t- start? Oh, wait, can I tell one more? Yeah, quickly. <laughs> one. It's real quick. I walked in on this guy. He was real confused. And he had a, um, we call them yonkers. I think they're called gank hours. Other places. Though. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, for suctioning like his own like you know, spewed them out basically. Sure. And he had, he was sitting in an ocean of liquid stool. Oh God. And he was using his yank hour to suck it up. Oh my God. (laughs) And I just came up to the nurse's station and I said, I need help. And everyone stood up and came with me. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so bad. It was so bad. Well, I have I have one, but I'm going to save it for our poop episode. Okay, great. Because <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, I better. Rem- I hope I remember it. I'll definitely remember it. <laughs> just t- 
No, I can't even give you the code word to remind no, you. No, don't even give, it, to give me. it away. Okay. I can't give it to you. <laughs> okay. You're all going to have to wait till the the poop episode. Maybe we'll do that next week. I don't know. While everything's fresh in our in our assholes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Everybody have an incredible week and we will talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to Nurse Coffee Talk and uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.